Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos on Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and thanks for joining us in Growing Together from Petersfield's Shine Radio. I'm Claire Venice and I'm once again with Steve Amos at the Adhurst Estate Allotments. Good morning. Hello, Steve. Hi. How are you? Great, thank you. Awesome. Sitting in the sun. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? You know, I'm lapping up this warmth because I know it's not going to be long before it disappears. It was cold this morning. It was it was five degrees. So we're not far off that first frost, I don't think. No, gloves on. I know, it's a bit nippy. I'm layering up already, actually. It's all about the layers for me this Well, time as you can see, I have got a jumper on, and I'm, you know, and I'm not a big jumper wearer until it gets really cold, but I've got my jumper on and, and long trousers, so the, the tide is definitely turning. It's, turning. it's getting a bit colder, definitely. Good socks, I find, as well. Oh. Good, good socks. Cold all the feet. In the cold feet and cold hands. May as well just sack it and go in. Yeah. And with as much hair as I've got on my head, a nice hat as well always goes down <laughs> <Of course>. well. <laughs> well, we are sat here at your plot at the Adhurst State Allotments and we're in the sun looking out on gorgeous flowers, kind of end of the year, autumnal vibes here, but there's still stuff growing in the ground, isn't there? Yeah, still no, stuff there to be is, harvested. There is, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The beetroot is still being harvested. I've got leeks still being harvested. Obviously all the onions and all the stuff like that is, is all um, onions and shallots are all harvested and stored. You know, don't need to buy onions, hopefully, till, till next probably spring i think i've got enough onions to last me till spring but the flowers as you say are, are putting on a lovely show and at this time of year in this kind of light they look fantastic don't they i think that warmth we had in september just kept everything going a little bit longer and i had all the rain well yeah true. we had a lot of rain well. didn't yeah. we? yeah it gave everything a little sort of it's a resurgence a little, didn't it? yeah it a did. little bit of extra sort yeah, of energy definitely. to keep going i've my cosmos is still amazing yeah, there's stuff flowering in the garden that I didn't expect to still be flowering. No, absolutely. I, I've got two different types of cosmos. The ones I actually planted and the ones that self-seeded. Um, but the ones that self-seeded are the big ones you can oh. see at the front there. And uh, they look great, don't they? They do, catching the light. And your, your dahlias, of course, are still looking amazing. Well, we're, we're coming to the end. Obviously, the first frost will, will have them gone. But um, before you arrived, I was, I was cataloguing the dahlias because I, I meant to do it last year and then forgot and then the first frost came and I couldn't identify what was what because obviously a tuber is just a tuber because I'm going to rationalise next year I'm, I'm going to grow less varieties but more of each variety if that makes, makes sense so maybe it's one or two per classification of dahlia but more plants of each classification. So you, are you specialising? No, I'm not... No, 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 no. Maybe it's a little bit. Um, I, I've decided next year I'm going to step it up a little bit with the shows, as well as the village shows, which I love competing at. I'm, I'm going to try, try my hand at a bigger show and see how we get on. Oh, good. I'm so pleased you it's, said that, It's though. exciting. Yeah, no, I, I think it's exciting. It's a bit... It's a bit nervous, but I think I've reached, and I don't want to say I'm, I'm better than the village shows, because I'm not, absolutely not. And I learned so much at the village shows. But I think this year I did really well. You know, really pleased with, with the outcome of, of this year's shows. And I think it's time now just to step it up a little bit. Maybe to go to a regional show. Um, a, a good friend of mine, John Gilbert, has been flexing his muscles quite a lot with the sort of more regional stuff and did really well in the Southern National Veg Society Championships and got invited to go to Malvern, which is the national show, and picked up a third with his shallots. Did he? Which I'm absolutely delighted for him. I know he was buzzing about it. And that's kind of spurred me on a little bit. He's always pecking my head. Oh, you 
you should come down to this, you should come and do this. You know, those carrots would do that. And I'm like, okay, we'll give it a go. So next year, this time next year, Rodney, we're gonna have entered some bigger shows. Good for you. Well, we'll see how it goes. Well, you know when you're ready though to do that sort of thing. And if you've got someone like John to kind of spur you on a little bit more and give you some confidence, then, exactly. then and I think the time's right. That's what I love about the shows and the, re- the, the, the village shows. There's always somebody there that knows more than you. And gardening's like that, isn't it? And everyone, most people, are always really generous with their knowledge. And I think if people don't go to these shows and don't go to these events or join a gardening club or whatever, this knowledge will die, which I think is an absolute travesty. I went up to um, the Hawkley show, which I'd never done before, and someone said, oh, you should go and try Hawkley. And I went, and what lovely people, honestly, made me feel so welcome it was brilliant did rather well which is a bit embarrassing Mm. but i did really enjoyed it the people were lovely very friendly everyone's talking and all of a sudden i became the person that was giving advice which was which was brilliant i really enjoyed it you know i learned so much and if you can give back then that's awesome isn't it it is yeah and I went to actually, talking of shows, I went to the Wisley Flower Show oh. in September. Yeah. And so, so lucky to go up there and, and see the dahlias in that tent. Isn't it amazing? Oh, crikey, I'm glad you mentioned that. Oh. <laughs> I'm not quite that level yet. Something to be seen. And there were hundreds of entrants, four different varieties of, of dahlias. I spoke to a couple of the gentlemen there who were running it, one of the judges, and, and their knowledge is incredible. And they were very, you know, very free with their knowledge and, absolutely and, uh, they, they are they are amazing and i spoke to a guy i can't remember his name now but i asked him how many varieties he grew and how many of each variety he grew and he said he only grew sort of five or six varieties but grew over a hundred plants of each variety yeah so to get to that level and to produce that many blooms of that high quality that's what you've got to do i mean i've got 120 plants it's just a complete it's like the premiership compared to the not even the Vauxhall conference you know what I mean it's but I I enjoy it I get a lot out of it and I think the more people that go to these shows and it was interesting at Steep where I'm a a member of the committee there it was interesting listening to people walking around saying oh my cucumbers are much better than that and I said to them I said well next year enter the more people that enter and I genuinely mean this the more people that enter these shows the better the show is you know the more competition the better the show is the more people that come the more knowledge that's shared it's just self-perpetuating and I think just go just Mm. go and soak up some knowledge and get a bit inspired it's it's definitely what got me in this mess (laughs) (laughs) so what are you doing with your dahlias now then you're cataloguing them do you leave them now for the frost or do you dig them up so it's open season for people at the allotments I sort of spoke to a few people that just come and help themselves to to pick some cut flowers because as you said earlier they're, they're looking brilliant at the moment so people just come and help themselves the first frosts will be the end of them and um, when that comes i just cut them down i think i'm going to leave them in again but the ones i want to propagate from i'll lift clean dry store in a frost-free place and then come early spring put them on a heat bed get them shooting take the cuttings and round we go again so the ones you leave in will you mulch will yes you yeah what well, i'm going to do this year actually i had thought about it and what i'm going to do is collect bagfuls of leaves and put piles of leaves over them and then as you know I grow my dahlias through that black plastic membrane I'm then going to put a layer of that over the top to keep the leaves on the tubers and I only lost a few last year so I think with a bit of mulch I think we'll do really well keep a bit of heat in exactly exactly okay, that's a good idea and I've got a whole load of um, chicken manure as well which I'm going to lift all the once the everything's cut back I'm going to lift the plastic off spread the chicken manure around 
the, the tubers and then put the plastic back on, then mulch, then cover. Ooh. So that's the plan, yeah. Tucking them away for the winter. Exactly, tucking them up. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice and cosy. So do you do that with a lot of your plots? Do you add manure and then mulch to leave it over the winter or do you just leave them or do you put manure on? What do you do with your so plots? So we, we are expecting a delivery as soon as I order it of manure. We should get 20 tonnes delivered in the next few weeks what i generally do is once the bed is clear put a layer of manure over and then cover it with that black plastic which i use over and over again so it's not being wasted but it's just used over and over again i think that that works for me yeah and then obviously the worms do their thing draw the manure or chicken pellets or whatever you're using and into the ground a quick rotivate at the beginning of the season and off we go again I think if, if I had electricity up here, I'd, uh, I'd probably put electric blankets over the day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. You get some sheep's wool or something like that. The community garden's often talking about They are, aren't wool. they? They're yeah. a big fan of sheep's wool yeah. for, for slug control, aren't they? Yeah, they yeah. are. It does work. It seems to. Yeah. It seems to. Talk to a friendly farmer. Exactly. Well, <laughs> my dad's a sheep farmer, so... Uh... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> didn't know that. It's a long way to bring wool from, though, all the way from Anglesey. You know, six-hour drive to bring a couple of bags of wool. Well, next time you go, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. So we're sort of winding down. It feels a bit strange, actually, considering we've been here since January at the allotment, talking about the year, and then here we are in October. The end of the season. End of the season. Yeah. So the fruit has been amazing this autumn. I've had autumn raspberries, pears and the apples have just been delicious. Apples have been crazy this year, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I've never had an apple tree before and where I'm living at the moment, I've got three. And um, yeah, more apples than I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. The dog loves them. Oh, does it? <laughs> oh, to eat or to play with? Oh, she eats a little bit and then runs around throwing them around and around the garden and, you know, you have to go around picking up bits of apple all over the place brilliant yeah brilliant we've been juicing them crumbles just cooking them and stewing them yeah i'm I'm planning a crumble this sunday actually for sunday dinner so uh, Mm, yeah a big dollop of ice cream yep yep that or custard depending Uh, how you're feeling yum yeah absolutely very nice yeah well actually as we're going into the autumn winter bare root season Yep. So if you're thinking about getting some fruit trees or fruit bushes, it's a really good idea to consider getting them as bare roots because the ground is warm still yep. and it gives the plants the opportunity to get that root system Just sorted. get bedded in, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, you're 100% right. And I think bare root is definitely the way ahead. And my, my raspberry beds are looking a little sad. Um, I don't know, just something just wasn't right with them this year. And they are old. They've been in probably 10 years. So I think it's time for a rip out and start again. So I'll be off to... Uh, my mates down at Southern Fruit Trees to get some autumn fruiting raspberries. I only plant autumn raspberries. Well, it's interesting because I had some summer raspberries that I planted probably three years ago and they've just not been great. But every year the autumn Autumn. raspberries come up and they just deliver on such an amazing level. They're just juicy and great and just little treats for this time of year. They're beautiful, aren't they? Mm. I mean, there there are some on the plants over there, but they've just been rubbish this year. So their time is up. Okay. I mean, actually, the thing with the autumn raspberries is once they've finished, you can cut them right back to the ground yeah. because next year's growth will be... They, the, they, the, the fruit on the, the same the year's growth, yeah. yeah. Unlike summer raspberries where you have to cut down this year's growth to let next year's growth come through and it's just a, it's a faff. And, and I don't think they produce as many raspberries as, a, as an autumn fruiting raspberry. No. I might be wrong. Or as big, maybe. But in, in yeah. my opinion, my humble opinion, I, I, I go autumn raspberries all the way. Anyone asks me about raspberries, I say forget summer raspberries, just go with autumns. And they 
they produce fruit from late summer anyway. It's not, you know, as if you have to wait till this time of year to get your raspberries off autumn fruiters. And you can get different varieties. You can get gorgeous golden ones as well. You can, can't you? Yeah, yeah. which are lovely. Another little bit of sun. A burst of sun <laughs> as it's going. <laughs> but I'm glad you mentioned the southern fruit tree people because we're going to go talk to them, actually, next month for November. Yeah, going to go and have a, a chat to them because all the fruit trees I have in my garden, and I have four apple espaliers, yep. two pear espaliers, I have a half-standard crabapple tree, and I have some autumn raspberries I got from southern fruit trees well southern fruit their, their speciality is the espaliers and the, the fans and what have you isn't it so uh, yeah they're the guys to go and speak to definitely and they're only up in Gretham so they're not too far away no. yeah hugely knowledgeable so yeah really excited to go and talk to the people up at southern fruit trees and find out more about them so what next Steve what are you, what are you going to do here now well no, no rest for the wicked it's, it's all about next year now and, and planning what, what I'm going to grow what I'm not going to grow where I'm going to grow it um, I do use a a very basic sort of bed rotation scheme essentially everything moves down one um, so so that's fairly simple to plan but it's about what I'm going to grow next year and I think uh, one of the things I'm not going to grow because I was really disappointed this year is sweet corn sweet corn's off the menu at the Amos plot I'm afraid <laughs> um, I, I grew 24 plants this year and didn't get one Ooh. corn on the cob the squirrels the rats the mice had the lot I missed that window of opportunity to put the cover on them so do you know what it's not going to happen. They take up a lot of space, more space that I can grow dahlias in. Um, and so, so um, sweet corn's not happening next year. But I've broke my little list already. I think we're going to go with, with pretty much the same thing without the sweet corn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you've been pleased. I mean, you had amazing shallots. You mentioned your shallots and your onions at the top of the show. Amazing shallots and onions this year. They were big. Garlic. Yeah. So um, garlic, shallots, onions, um, garlic's. A, a, almost time to put garlic in I've dug part of a bed at the end of the um, marigolds there you can see it, it's dug over so that's that's ready for, for garlic so that's going to be the onion bed um, yeah so gar- garlic ready to go in now as are autumn planting um, onion sets and <laughs> um, Jamie Matthews uh, one of our plot holders um, said to me the other day heard a great tip the other day on a podcast I can't imagine which podcast he was listening to um, about setting off sets in those cells you know the 24 mm-hmm. cells bit of compost put a, a set an onion set in each one of those get them rooted get them going and then put them straight in the ground it was us by the way he was listening to <laughs> <laughs> good good well done so um, can you do that now October time or would it be best to wait a little bit longer now would be fine you know, there's plenty of warmth, as you said earlier, there's plenty of warmth in the ground. You know, any time from now through to sort of mid, mid-November, mid you get your autumn onions and garlic planted, really. So is there a particular variety of onion and garlic that you're going to, to sow for next year? Uh, the garlic is uh, one of the Isle of Wight strains. I can't remember which one it is that I've ordered. That should be coming any time soon. But onions, I, I don't grow onions from sets anymore. For the shows and for the table but for the shows you you just don't get the varieties you need for the shows from sets so i grow them from seed which generally go in about christmas i was going to say how much longer do they need then yeah not that much longer it's incredible you know you see the size of some of the onions on the show bench you know they're a couple of kilos each and they're only planted from a seed in you know late december which is amazing amazing. yeah it is amazing but you get much more variety and much more choice so seed is, is the way way forward for and me. you obviously keep those in the greenhouse yes 
until it's time to bring out in the springtime when that's you start right. them out? That's right, March time. Okay. Yeah, so start them off again in those cells. I use a lot of those cells, they're, they're brilliant. It just makes things a lot more easy to handle. You know, you've got a, a, a small onion plant, very delicate. It's much easier to, to prick them out, put them into those cells, let them grow on a bit, then move the cells into a, a three inch plant pot, and then you just go from there. So that's, okay. that's, that's, that's the plan, that's what I did last year. It worked well. Must do better with onions this year, though. Got to get bigger ones. Okay. Got to to try and compete with John Gilbert. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll give it a go. And what about shallots? Do you grow those from sets? So shallots are different. Um, There's two ways of growing shallots. You can grow them from seed, but a shallot seed will produce a shallot, like like an onion would. Um, Or what I do is I save the best shallots from last season, plant them in sort of late October, the, the traditional way of planting shallots is you plant them on the shortest day and harvest them on the longest. Um, but what I do in an unheated greenhouse in a sort of four or five inch pot is plant each shallot into the, the compost and just keep them moist, don't overwater them, just keep them moist, doesn't matter about the frost, anything like that, in a cold greenhouse. And then again in March, plant them out and then they split, keep an eye on them, knock them down to sort of four shallots per plant use the other ones straight away for cooking and then on the longest day ish harvest them dry them out Good and around you go again brilliant yep. i love i love that sort of cyclical thing as well because you sort of know where you are don't you with them but each year it's different you have different plans different things you want to try but within that framework and exactly it's quite comforting isn't it, it? Is, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very familiar i think isn't it and um, as you say that framework it's the same thing but slightly different with a little tweak depending on the variety and what have you you're growing now do you plant Broad beans. I know you're not a massive bean fan. Do you I'm, plant I'm not. No, I don't. Um, my neighbour does. My neighbour loves a broad bean, and he he does sort of the early or late, depending on which way you look at it, planting, and it does quite well with it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I'm yeah. Broad beans are me. Not a fan of it. <laughs> There's a variety called Agrodolce which you can plant in the autumn, so they're good to get in the ground as well. If you if you want to sort of get going on those, and they're fine again over the winter to stay in the ground. Do you struggle with mice digging them up? I don't. No? I haven't in the past, although my front garden's been a bit weird this year with beans and peas right. being nibbled. So um, maybe, maybe, I hope not. Maybe I need to try and put them in the back garden. I think the mice can smell a sweet pea seed from about 100 yards, I think. Wow, really? I hope they're swines. <sighs> yeah, I, when, I, when I plant my sweet peas, which again is sort of late December, early January, I put a ring of mouse traps <laughs> around the cells. <laughs> to stop the little buggers eating yeah. <laughs> it's proper warfare it is yeah. they soon get the message after three or four in the traps oh. they, they, they get the message and don't bother anymore not good not but good. they'll take when your sweet peas start to shoot they're sort of inch or two high they'll dig up the seed and eat the seed rather than the plant itself they'll just eat the seeds yeah annoying I and know. frustrating I know really annoying gardener's pests we could, yeah. we could do a whole series on gardener's pests <laughs> yeah we could actually yeah. so is there anything you protect here from frost? You've mentioned obviously putting manure and your sort of plastic covering on your plots to keep the soil healthy. Is there anything that you protect with any kind of uh, frost-beating fleece? I, I don't over the winter because I don't grow anything tender over the winter. Obviously, early spring or mid-spring, you can always be caught out with a late frost with your potatoes and stuff like that. So I always have some fleece ready keep mm. an eye on the forecast because you know a frost will will do for your your harvest of potatoes in, in one night but over winter i i don't grow anything tender so I, I don't bother no what about yourself no i don't actually anymore no sometimes like you mentioned in the spring if 
the blossoms out on the fruit trees. Yes. And then there's predicted a frost. I have been known to cover my espalier apple trees with a load of yeah, frost. Yeah, yeah, we... Please, just to kind of protect them. They look mad, but it's, you know, yeah. kind of safe. I think the, the only thing that people do obviously protect over the winter and, you know, all year really is, is brassicas from pigeons. You see lots of cages going up this time of year. Young brassica plants, sort of spring cabbages and stuff like that. People, people always cover those because the pigeons are voracious. They clear a cabbage plant in a couple of hours, no yeah. problem. They're actually walking up here to your plot. I notice there's some amazing Brussels sprouts. There's a huge charred plant just up there. Kale, Cavallo Nero, just, I mean, we've been enjoying that at home as well, actually. It's still lovely to pop out and go grab Absolutely, yeah, there's people who grow all sorts here. It's great, and I love walking around and seeing what people are growing. I think I've said, said in the past, I counted myself out of um, brassicas a number of years ago, because one, they take up a lot of space, two, the, everything tries to eat them, and, and actually, a bit of broccoli or a, a tree of sprouts, is there that much difference in taste between popping to little or... <gasps> your preferred supermarket <laughs> I know I sound like an absolute heretic sort of saying that but um, it's, just, it's, it's, it's time and effort versus taste and cost isn't it I think whereas I know so much stuff tastes so much nicer straight out of the ground you know potatoes your carrots your beans sweet corn which I'm not going to grow next year but that sort of stuff it just tastes so much better but brassicas I don't know I don't know. <laughs> Open for your, debate. I was going to say, your fellow allotment here over there might, might differ. but I uh, think so. He grows a lot of brassicas. He obviously likes them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, last month we spoke about the pumpkin competition. Ah, yes. Here. How did that go? It's Sunday. It's this week? It's this Sunday. Oh. Very exciting. There's a buzz in the air. <laughs> Coxie knows he's going to get second at best, I think. That pumpkin we looked at a few weeks ago is still growing it's massive it's oh, wow. absolutely massive Amazing. I am worried about how we're we going to weigh it but what I've done I've got a you know the big bags from Ikea you know the blue bags from Ikea yes I've got one of those yeah. so I think we're going to roll roll the pumpkins into that and then with a, with a bar and I've got some, some big fishing scales we're going to use that as a lever and lift up and hopefully Hopefully get a good weigh-in. Brilliant. We'll see. We'll let you know how that it goes. That is great. Are you actually going to... You have to cut them off the plant, I suppose, yes. to be able to do oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So lots of pumpkin soup in the coming weeks. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand the stuff myself. Oh, no. What are you going to do with yours? Are, you, are they going to be for Halloween? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, the kids have already dibs, dibs to which ones they want, so... Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So you've got three. Have you there's, got three? There's, there's three. So one for me. Yes. One for Sophie and one for Harriet. I was going to say, you've got to have one too. Exactly. <laughs> Well, mine didn't. I put mine underneath the trampoline, and I think us going away out to France on holiday in August was probably. Oh, you were away that really, really hot weeks, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I kind of gave up. There is one tiny little one that, due to the rain in in September, has done something. Has popped it? out. Yeah, oh, wow. it's brilliant. So we'll have a little one. Well, I think mine would have been a lot better if, if my dear beloved neighbour Coxie would have uh, watered it whilst I was away on holiday. He says he did, but as we discussed, the jury's out on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be great fun. And yeah, no, it'll be good. Be good. Brilliant. I'll keep you posted. Oh, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased that's gone well. Did you do the runner bean competition or did that kind of go a bit, bit south this year? It's gone a bit south this year. I, I just keep hold of the trophy, I think, you know, as a, <laughs> as, as last year's winner. No, Coxie and I haven't spoken about it, actually. I've avoided the subject, if I'm honest, because mine have been absolutely atrocious. To be fair, any bean would beat my beans this year, so... I, I think beans had a hard time this They've year. They've had a tough time. I didn't have any French beans, and we usually have loads. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely loads. Yeah. So. Well, the guy over there that built, as we spoke about earlier in the year, built those really sturdy bean frames, he's still harvesting beans. 
So what he's done differently there, I do not know. Wow, we need to go talk they, to him. They've still got flowers on. They do. I'm looking at them. The lovely yeah, red incredible. flowers. Unbelievable. Ooh. I need to find out what his secret is. I think so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Sturdy, sturdy poles to begin with. Exactly. He definitely had a plan, didn't he, he at the did. beginning of the year? He certainly did. I'm not sure how he's going to move them this year, or he's going to grow beans in the same place next year or not. I don't mm. know. Yeah, of course. That's a, that, that could pose a problem, couldn't it? Yeah, I think you'd need planning permission to move them. <laughs> <laughs> So do you talk to many people here at the allotment about what was successful and what wasn't successful, what they've enjoyed growing and what they haven't? Yeah, I mean, I, I love chatting. Quite happily spend all day chatting up here to different people. But yeah, no, again, you know, a bit like the shows, it's all about knowledge sharing. You know, what people have enjoyed growing, what's grown well. People ask me what I grow, what varieties I grow, and, and vice versa. It's really good that people do talk. It's a very friendly atmosphere up here. There's no grumpy old men or ladies that, that, mm. won't, that won't talk to people. It's, it's lovely up here. It does have a nice atmosphere. It is great, yeah. If someone's listening to this now and would like to start their allotment journey, mm-hmm. do you have any plots available, or, or what would they do to try and get on here? We, we, we are full at the moment. However, it's coming up to invoice season, and we usually lose a few around that time there's a couple of people that you know actually next year it's not for them so they decide to give up so so I, I if I was a betting man I'd say we'd probably have two or three come up um, at the end of this month and if you want to want to get in touch if you just google the new Petersfield allotments it'll come up with our web address and what have you just email us yeah go for put that. your name down yeah exactly exactly because how many plots do you have here about 120 wow yeah. That's amazing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So many people. Yeah, no, it's great. Here. It's brilliant. And then on top of that, obviously, we've got the orchard as well, which has probably got another sort of 40 or 50 people that don't have an allotment but just have fruit trees. So, yeah, it's, it's quite an enterprise, really. I'm sure Coxie and I talk fairly often in our busier times that we should probably take a wage because it's almost a full time job some weeks. I bet it is. I yeah. bet it is. It's good fun, though. And it's been wonderful talking to you, Steve, throughout this year, throughout this gardening year. And it feels quite sad, but. Looking forward to next year. It's good to have plans, isn't it? Absolutely. Start to think about what you'd like to do. Yeah, 100%. Nice to talk to you, Claire. Nice to talk to you too, Steve. Take care. Angie, if you'd like to contact us, you can call us on 01730 or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Looking forward to speaking to you next month. Happy gardening. together new every month and always online at shineradio.uk when you listen to petersfield's shine radio the children of sheet primary school will keep you on time it's 16 minutes to seven it's quarter past five through the day every day their young voices keep petersfield running like clockwork it's 27 minutes to 12 it's half past six shine time is sponsored by pickets and purses for the timeless beauty of new and vintage jewelry in petersfield it's 29 minutes to three shine time only from petersfield's shine radio (laughs) 